Hey everybody, it's Brian here. Just hey wanted to let you know Brian that our podcast hey everybody, is dropped. Hey everybody, hey everybody. Hello. 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 Ah, here we are. Seems like I'm coming in loud and clear now. I'm not sure where this signal's being broadcasted to, only that I've made a connection. Perhaps I'll elaborate a bit, assuming you can understand me at all. I've been tracking two different frequencies, identical yet out of phase. Two different realities, if you will. They've just recently come back into phase with each other. You see, this second signal appeared as though it was trying to catch up with the other one, doubling its phasing. However, they've now achieved synchronicity and have merged into one cohesive wave. Conveniently, this phenomenon allows me to broadcast using the ship's communicator, boosted by our reserve power. I won't be able to maintain contact for long, mayhap five minutes at most, every two weeks, nearly to the T by the look of it. Interesting. And it should be easy enough to hide from that incessant know-what and the rest of the crew. Well... I suppose introductions are in order. My name is Carter. Carter Huttenberg. Who said that? <laughs> and I'll be talking to you again real soon. Hey everybody, it's Brian here. Just wanted to let you know that our podcast was dropping weekly, but it has now caught up with our YouTube channel, which drops bi-weekly, and they will now be dropping at the same time. So no more weekly podcasts. Sorry, everybody, on the listening, you know, audio side of things. So whether you're hearing this on your favorite listening app or if you're watching it on YouTube, it will be dropping uh, simultaneously every two weeks. So, uh, yeah, just going to let you get on to the show now. Have fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Super Quest Saga, the show where we here at the Dungeon Cast sit around the table and play some Dungeons & Dragons. My name is Will Stark, and I will be your diligent dungeon master for this evening. And before we get started, I want to make an announcement that we now have a merch shop. So if you want to rock a Super hey. Quest Saga t-shirt or a Super Quest Heck Saga yeah. mug, check out the link below. It'll take you right to our store. We got to buy those. Yeah, I'll have mine next. Yeah, 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 yeah we'll yeah. definitely have one on display yeah, one yeah. of these days on the show. Mine's on order. It should be here next time. Oh, yeah. Time Freeland, Freeland went ahead and ordered one. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. It's a beginning of a new adventure today on Super Quest Saga. Yeah. And uh, you guys have been through some shit. Mm -hmm. uh, last we left yeah. off with you guys, you guys had... Made a narrow escape from Starwind Bay on Atlas Horizon. Um, so a dragon showed up with like an army of the Draconic Star Sovereignty uh, military. Um, the elves and the dragon people started fighting. You guys made an escape. You guys have been on the run for a while. We had a nice episode with like a sit down situation. Was with it nice? It was nice enough. It was depressing. <laughs> it, was it was a little, little bit depressing. Yeah. But you guys, you guys kind of opened up to each other and you guys have all decided that. Uh, you guys need information to move forward and to make your next step. You guys have decided to help Primina figure her shit out. And mm -hmm. uh, to do that, you guys need information. So um, Yeah, because she was being experimented on by Dr. Zoidberg or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Dr. Zahn. Dr. Right? Zahn. Mm -hmm. I like um, Dr. Zoidberg better. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks since the last session. <laughs> and uh, you guys are aboard the Brunhilde and have been moving from point to point, kind of on the outskirts of the galaxy, just kind of staying on the edge of, of the fringes of civilization. Um, during your guys' travels, you guys have picked up on various rumors that are spreading around uh, the galaxy. Um, probably the most widely whispered one is that the Draconic Star Sovereignty and the Elven Empire are readying their forces uh, for defense purposes. Mm. Uh, the two governments are having political talks, but rumor says that the talks have not gone well and the engines of war seem to be ramping up. 
Um, this is making a lot of people really, really fearful because these two powers clashing may spark the largest and most widespread conflict the galaxy's seen in over a thousand years. Oh, <laughs> so good job, guys. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, no World, problem. World War Infinity. It's World what we do. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, again, you guys decided you needed information, specifically the two big pieces of information you guys uh, want to know that you've told me out of character was you want more information on Dr. Zahn. Mm-hmm. Who it. is he? Where is he? All that stuff. And uh, I think this was a big one for Sebastian. Uh, you want to know more about this uh, Elvin Marshall, Denethar, son of Anadur. Yes. Okay. So those are two big pieces of information. There were some smaller pieces of information you guys were asking me about before. Sebastian, you specifically were trying to look for even more information on the orcs. Um, you've basically found nothing except for... So you, you've probably spoken with Watt on this. Watt has a pretty extensive like onboard library on board the Brunhilde. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's had some access to various libraries in the galaxy because he has a doctorate, doctorate from a very prestigious academy. Oh, cool. Um, which we'll get into late, another time probably. Mm-hmm. But um, that's why he has knowledge of the orcs at all. So far, knowledge of the orcs, as far as you've seen, is just just non-existent. But uh, you do know that 80,000 years ago, they were wiped out by the elves for some reason. And you do also know that this predates the current god emperor. Okay. Uh, the current god emperor didn't come into power until a few thousand years later. Hmm. So that's that's all I can give you there. Okay. Um, I don't. You didn't really ask me about this, but I felt like it was in character that you'd probably ask about Iron Legion stuff. Yes. Um. You guys haven't been anywhere where there's any Iron Legion chapters because you guys have been just on the run well, and just I, trying to hide. Yeah, I meant to ask you, like, if there's other factions, like, spread out throughout the, <clears throat> there the are. galaxy or whatever. There are and, in a lot okay. of places. Um, obviously, not in anywhere Elven owned. The Elven Empire doesn't tolerate Indianism. Okay. So, not there, but it doesn't matter. You're not going there anyways. But you have heard through the grapevine that some Legionnaire chapters have been attacked by Elven forces. Ooh. Yeah, it's just a rumor. You don't know if it's yeah, true, yeah. but you've heard oh, that. No. Yeah. Percy. Okay. Boys. Yeah. Percy, you yes. were asking me about gardeners. So I was, yeah. They're they're basically just elite Ferberg warriors that are, you know, kind of separated from their choirs at infancy and are just raised to be murder machines. Mm-hmm. They're super zealous mm-hmm. for the Empire, but they are all kept under control by slave callers. Oh. And um, they don't just like feed them bacon. <laughs> they're, cool, they're cool with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are willing, but like, but they're not really because like, like, this is like they don't have a choice. This is like stormtrooper, like first order sort of shit. Like condition uh, them from birth. Yeah, they're, like, yeah, very much. Exactly. That's exactly okay. what that's like. I didn't oh, think of man. that, but that's a good analogy. So good job there. Oh. Galactic druid orders. You were asking about like different like factions of druids throughout the galaxy. Yes, um, there are, are all kinds. They come from all walks of life, and most of them are really humanitarian and, like, basically trying to stop, like, the damage of nature and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. There's countless ones. Um, None of them are too united, but they kind of come in two categories. Um, They're the ones that are super focused on the galaxy as a whole and, like, um, try and, like, exert the will of the galactic spirit, which you had that moment with in the uh, hallucination that you had. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there are ones that kind of, like, serve as, like, religious cults for powerful elemental beings known as primals uh, primals are usually only like powers within their own like star system they okay. yeah they're usually tied to a planet of some sort so you haven't really come across any but you've this is just general knowledge that you've kind of gathered when it comes to and druidic the primals, orders is that like 
like elemental sort of elementals yeah mm. yeah all kinds of exotic elemental powers and whatnot mm. so so the, those are the two factions pretty much those are the two said. kinds of druidic okay. orders you're generally yeah. going to find yeah um obviously it's not a hard rule but just generally that's like the common knowledge on druids interesting okay um dope so primina has agreed to start undergoing some genetic testing uh done by watt uh, and me. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. And Carter can be involved with that as <laughs> well. Don't Carter touch <laughs> <laughs> Just like with all the little animals. He was little little information. Same character. <laughs> <laughs> little information has come from this yet, but I mean, it just kind of started. <laughs> um, really quick, I wanted to just kind of run down a collection of the information that you guys do have on Primina. Because it's kind of been scattered all over the campaign, so I just want to put it in one place. Mm. So things you know about Primina. You guys found her aboard an illicit vessel in your original time period. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was held in a machine that seemed to utilize her energy and brought you guys to this timeline. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. She gives off a powerful signature that is extraordinarily similar to that of Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some sort of joint effort between the elves, the Cyber Federation, and the Illithid Empire. Um, they all had a hand in her creation, mm-hmm. uh, but the details are super unclear. Um, she spent the first part of her life among the Cyber Federation scientists led by a gnome cyborg named Dr. Zaunt, but was then handed off to the Illithid forces for some sort of testing. At some point, the Illithids went rogue and pissed off the elves about the whole situation. Whatever, whatever the Illithids tried, Primina said it didn't work, and they were not happy. Um, and then on the side note, only Carter knows this, but your patron, I don't think we've named your patron. No, yet, we're not. And so we're not going to. to. Um, they drive people insane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Your patron, though, he has a very strong interest, interest in Primina, and uh, Nar Lethotep is not happy about yes, any of it. True. So, yeah, that's uh, that's basically the the dossier on, on Primina, if you will. So, uh, furthermore, in these few weeks of travel, Watt has really kind of come to terms with the seriousness of the adventure that everyone's kind of become involved with. And as such, he's dedicated a great amount of his time to developing new technical gadgets mm. for you guys. And Me I've, too. Yeah, I've already <laughs> handed them off to you guys. So, uh, yeah, do you guys want to tell the audience what magic items you got? Sure. What magic, magic items you yeah, got? Magic, yeah, <laughs> Space magic. Space, Space magic. Magic. Science. Technology. So I guess I'll, I'll go first. Sure. Um, well, since I lost my arm, uh, I think he was uh, was kind enough to, to make me a new arm. So it's a cybernetic appendage. Um, I'll read what it's how it's written out. <clears throat> it. This mechanical apparatus has replaced a functioning limb on your body. While it is attached to your body, it is considered to be a part of your body. It does not factor into encumbrance weight that you carry. The apparatus is powered by a fusion uh, by fusion cells, a fusion of power cells, and your own muscular and neural energy output. So what it gives me is all attack rolls, strength checks, and strength saves made with that arm that require the use of only that arm is uh, it gives me a strength score of 20 if I'm using just that arm. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so since I'm, you know, attack, that would be my attack arm, so yeah. I'll be based off a, a plus five mod. Right. Uh, but it wouldn't, but it wouldn't apply to climbing, down. for example. Correct, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that using both two hands. Arms. Yeah. So, what if he just, like, uh, what do you just call one it? Arms. Wait, one arm yeah, pops up. He's still using your legs. Yeah. It's called, no, you can campus stuff where you just yeah. use your arms. Uh-huh. Okay, for, yeah, just we'll, we'll talk about it. This one arm campus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trust me, it's better this way. 
<laughs> Continue, um, yeah, so the, the downfall is um, since a mechanical arm is um, any natural one rolled with a, making a strength-based attack roll, strength check, or strength save with that arm will result in one level of temporary damage to the arm. Each level of damage reduces a strength mod of the CA cybernetic appendage by two. Uh, if inflicting three, level, three levels of damage or more to the, the arm causes it to stop functioning. Um, a character trained in cybernetics, which I am, mm-hmm. thank God. Yes, you are. So uh, is mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. may spend an hour repairing the arm if it's uh, and to reduce the damage by one. So if I have one uh, level dumb. of damage, one spend hour an hour. It. Yeah. Boom. If it's two levels, it takes two hours, yeah. so on and so on. Um, and then I got a little extra uh, bonus attack with it. So um, I can make this attack once per short rest. It's a blaster cannon. It's a large energy energy beam blast from the end of your cybernetic appendage in a 30-foot-long by 10-feet-wide line. Each creature in the line Hell must yeah. make a deck save <laughs> on a DC, <laughs> on a DC 8 plus con yeah. mod plus proficiency bonus. Uh, the creature takes 3d6 radiant damage on a failed and half as much on a successful one. Hell yeah. So. Sick. Just got to make sure blaster. I don't don't, yeah, <laughs> don't roll those nat ones too often. Hopefully, yeah. not. I've been, don't do it, Freeland. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty stoked about my new my new robotic arm. You know, we so. haven't talked about what the arm looks like. Have you put thought into that? I have. Um, I kind of wanted to be a mixture between kind of like the Winter Soldier, kind of have that plating look, or mm-hmm. like Deathlock. I don't know if people are familiar with Deathlock from the comic books as well. Mm-hmm. And the Terminator. So, like, have it some solid plating, but some gaps in between where you can see the mechanical That's parts cool. inside. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, it's not just up. one solid, you know, metal. It's like mm-hmm. there's gaps yeah. in it. And stuff I like, like that. that. That's awesome. Dumb. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Jake, what did I give you? Uh, I got a bioscanner. So, as, as it reads, a computerized eyepiece with a transparent eye screen, com- uh, camera lens, and bioscanner. Uh, as a bonus action, I can choose to scan one creature within 60 feet. At the start of my next turn, as long as a creature remains in my sight, uh, the bioscanner discerns whether the creature has any uh, damage immunities, resistances, or vulnerabilities and what they are. That's dope. It's like um, a fighter thing. I yeah, think it's it, really yeah, cool. like a really high-level fighter thing. Uh, you also receive the creature's following metadata, uh, AC, HP, and ability scores. Oh, my God. Uh, this data is relayed to you in-game as phrasing like defense, category E, strength, category S, out of character you receive the actual metadata the bioscanner will fail scans on aberrations uh constructs celestials fiends and undead so i got the dbz scanner yeah basically (laughs) and you had a special aesthetic for that right you wanted like yeah because i uh i remember reading like in the php how druids don't like metal right right so i feel like she wouldn't like having something metal on her face Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so she was maybe going to work with yuma or with oh, Yuma, seeds. Yuma's long gone. Yeah, she's yeah. long gone. So I yeah. know I had like seeds on me you did. from a while back. Yeah. I forgot uh, about that. Yes. Way to work those back in. Oh, I yes. like this. So I was going to druid craft and grow like a space flower uh-huh. pretty much from like the back of her head up her side and then covering the uh, the bioscanner. So it right. looks kind of like a bloomed flower yeah. over it. So you can't really see the bioscanner. You could just see the, the lens flower. Maybe, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's super cool. I yeah. like it. Cool beans. All right, mm-hmm. Brian. What did you get? Uh, 
Gravity boots. Armored <laughs> steel boots with integrated knee protection. Oof. Magitech powered by arcane runes and circuitry. As a move action while wearing gravity boots, you can set your own personal local gravity be- to be perpendicular to any adjacent surface, able to support your weight under a range of gravity conditions. Listed here in parentheses is 0.5x uh, hyphen 5x standard gravity. This personal gravity effect only functions as standard gravity. While this personal gravity is active, you gain a climb speed equal to your land speed. If knocked prone, you fall in accordance with your personal gravity, thus falling prone in your space, even if that is on a wall or ceiling, rather than falling toward the ground as defined by the environment's normal gravity conditions. If you drop an item while your gravity boots are active, it also falls in your space. Fuck yes. That's dope. <laughs> it says that in the in the in the in the script here. It says fuck if you yes? move yes. Oh, wow, if you yeah. move five feet or more from the from the item before picking it up, the item becomes subject to environmental gravity. If you are not adjacent to the surface, able to support your weight, your gravity boots cease to function and you are subject to environmental gravity. You can also deactivate your gravity boots as a move action. There is no limit to how long the gravity boots can function as long as you remain on a surface able to support your weight. Mm. Nice. Excellent. Hell yeah. There you go. All right. So I hope you guys are happy with your items. Extra um, dope. It was I very mm. fun to create them, and I can't wait fun. to create more. I'm going to uh, get it. Can't wait to get more. I'm going to yeah. get it. I already, <laughs> I already want more. I want to yes. put an attachment on it, like reverse gravity. I'm going to like fire inertia at yeah, you. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of like taking the items you guys have and then just adding more functions to them. That, yes. that does sound like fun. Put yeah. fucking wings on um, them. Just like, <laughs> yeah. In case anyone missed the last episode or, or just missed us talking about it, you guys are now level six, by the way. So you yeah. guys are two levels above where you were last arc. Level. Oh, yeah. Okay. Level. So the information that you guys seek is essentially really really high level info to get your hands on we're talking about classified elven uh, military documents we're talking about like background details of a cyber federation scientist which means that you guys need the help of an information broker and thus you guys find yourselves on the outer rim uh near a moon with a goblin republic uh within on a moon within the goblin republic territory um, here on this moon is a rather infamous frontier outpost known as Starworm City. Starworm City is young as far as cities go. It was founded a few hundred years ago when the goblins discovered a scientific wonder. On this icy mountainous moon was a bizarre red waste with warm temperatures. At the center of this waste was an enormous crater, and inside this crater was the carcass of a colossal monstrosity the likes of which had never been seen before. A centipedal worm beast five miles in length, a mile wide, and a thousand feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Damn! (laughs) Okay. A scientific military base was established as the goblins began their research. Their research found that the starworm's body parts had powerful magical properties, and they began to mine the body for resources. An entire city formed around the industry... And now, only the skeletal remains of the corpse are left, but the city remains a bustling center for trade. Um, It also, Starworm City has a really infamous um, reputation as just being almost a land of the lawless. Um, Real quick, let's get into, like, who the goblins are and how they run their nation. So, quick goblinoid republic lore. The Goblin, the Goblinoid Republic, is a military dictatorship. It's ran by a council of warlords called the Council of Nine. All goblins, or goblinoids, I should say, born within the nation, are conscripted into the military at adulthood for a minimum of eight years. Most serve for life. Um, All non-goblin races, except for dwarves, warforged, gnomes, and elves, are allowed to live freely within their territories. They have super enmity against those races. The goblinoid government is actually not 
very totalitarian over the non-goblinoid citizens. The general rules are follow the laws that they have, which aren't many, pay really fucking high taxes to keep the uh, military uh, industrial complex going, and all businesses must give military members preference along with massive discounts. Otherwise, everyone's free to do as they please. Okay. Okay. Slavery is technically outlawed here which is actually really fucking weird because everywhere else you guys have been slavery has not been outlawed and it's the goblins that have outlawed it but uh there's a caveat to this trolls and ogres are bred and used as beasts of burden here so that's the only slavery you will see is trolls and ogres and it's because the goblins just view them as animals um so yeah victoria has brought you guys here and uh the reason is because she says it's your best chance to find an informant because she knows somebody here Ooh. They got any nil? They got a nil bog down there? Maybe, probably. <laughs> I want to look at it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to come up. We'll okay. see. Okay. <laughs> so as Brunhilde descends over Starworm City, uh, you guys can see out the windows a crater amidst a vast red desert. The crater is full to the brim of a sprawling dark metropolis. Uh, forming almost uh, an enormous divide barrier along the crater center is the colossal skeleton of an insectile worm. Uh, enormous rib bones form mile-wide arches. On the southern end of the city is a gargantuan centipede-like skull. On the northern end are four spiring spines rising from the earth. The Brunhilde lands a mile outside of the skull gate. Upon exiting the ship, you guys are met by a squadron of goblin soldiers who wish to inspect the ship before letting you guys into the city. Victoria doesn't look pleased about it, but she does acquiesce her request, and she leads them into the ship personally. You guys can follow, or you guys can stay outside. Uh, I'm following. I'm like running, uh, like di- diagnostics as okay. I go. Cool. Yeah. Sure. Uh, what about you two? Hmm. I think I'd stay outside. Yeah. You stay outside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of scoping out the area. Just yeah. Looking around. So you guys stuff. are just kind of on these like sweeping red desert. As a matter of fact, you see the the crater in the distance. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can see like the ribs poking out in some buildings, but you mostly don't see the city. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty That's pretty crazy. gnarly. Ooh, what okay. about you? I like it, Percy. Yes. I'd be I'd be outside with Sebastian. Okay. Um, yeah, and I I was gonna say if I could see the um, the skeleton, I'd probably go and start. Yeah, with you're not shit, at the city. You're there, about a mile so, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Primina and Watt have. Uh, plan to just stay on the ship, mostly because Watt's a fucking gnome, and he's not really that mm. welcome here. Mm. And also because Prim is getting chest run on her. Gotcha. So, okay. so okay. it takes, uh, uh, Carter, it takes you and Victoria about an hour to just kind of give the tour. Oh my God. And the goblins thorough. aren't, like, super, they're not super thorough. They they just mostly ask questions, and they just want to see every room, make sure there's not contraband or um, illegal immigrants and all that other they're stuff. They're, like, checking off, like, a checklist exactly. or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah, the, the, it ends. the The goblins seem pleased enough, and they I kill them. Off. You kill them. <laughs> you kill them in the ship. Do you them. attack them? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If if you don't attack them, then they're just gonna fuck off back into the desert somewhere, <laughs> off to some outpost. I tell them to fuck off, but not out loud. Okay. Cool. How they did it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys start heading towards the, the skull gate, which is the southern entrance to the city, and it's essentially this open lift like this giant metal lift and it's guarded by a goblinoid squadron and uh, a large ogre thrall of theirs Mm. Um, they don't really pay you guys any mind as you load yourselves onto the lift okay do you guys do or say anything? I'm just every time no, I pause, just, I'm giving you guys a moment to. I'm gonna just be scanning everybody. Yeah, just <laughs> like I'm just gonna be like taking it all in, <laughs> seeing something new. 
So uh, from this from this angle, you guys are now basically this lift is attached to the crater wall, and you guys can see over and into the city, and you can see the worm and just this whole like cup like shape that the city kind of makes filling in this crater. Um, once you guys get descended to the city level, you guys are let off onto a main street that's bustling with foot traffic. People of all kinds of races, just all over the place. There's shops and stores open. But a few thousand feet ahead uh, on the road looms the skull of this star worm. And it just looks like this giant centipedal monster with like huge uh, mandibles and whatnot. Carter, when you when your eyes kind of fall on this skull, you get that sensation at the back of your head, that, that communication with Nyar Lethotep. Oh, shit. Oh, and I think we talked about how it was just empathic. And you just get this feeling of really smug amusement. And almost oh, yeah, like okay. laughter when you look at it. Yeah, I haven't gotten a I haven't gotten a blip on my radar in a while. Yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. But so that, that usually that's a good no news is good news in these scenarios. This is true. So I'm amu- I get amusement. Yeah, I get some. Yeah, just like smug amusement. Teehee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm I'm teeing. I'm yeah. scanning it. Yeah. I think uh, I think at this point you've you've kind of gotten your Lethotep pegged for just a nasty motherfucker. Oh yeah, he loves just torture and death and bad things happening to people, and so he sees the carcass and he just thinks it's funny. Should I should I be in a, another position, um, you know, to help myself? Mm-hmm. I may mm-hmm. I may be the same. <laughs> there, uh, I want to do. I need data on that. I need data on that. How um, do I get data on that? Can I arcana you, that? You or can something? give me an intelligence roll. I Go love ahead. being smart. Uh, I think I'm smart. Uh, 13. Mm, it's pretty good. Um, not bad. Not, not as bad. good as I hope, but I'm just going to give it to you. Um, well, if you want to apply an intelligence like modifier beyond just raw intelligence, like investigation. or I, I, I can say in this case you can add your proficiency bonus because sure. of the nature of. So give me, give me that juicy 16 lore. Okay, juicy 16 lore. <laughs> yeah. You figure that the star worm is not a thing of this reality. That it crashed down, and what? the reason yeah, you don't, you, well, I guess, well, you yes, guess I know. Yeah, I know. I'm like, you don't know this, Percy. Put yes. your pencil down. No, but go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead take notes. Yeah, we can make. But yeah, the notes. star worm probably comes from beyond the stars. Um, and Yarlathotep, beyond the star worm. yeah, it's a beyond the star worm. <laughs> and Yarlathotep is just probably laughing because it's dead. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and he's just an asshole. Tee-hee. Um, but yeah, that's probably also Carter. Why, um, when it crashed, it had such an effect on the landscape, and that's why. The red waste continues to just be this weird, hot place in, in amidst this cold, mountainous moon. And they're like, like extension corded into it via like its rib cage or whatever. They're, uh, like, they're like powering the city off of it, right? No, they're not powering the city off of it. It's just the the natural magical effects of the sink's carcass are causing the whole weather thing to happen. But all the, all the parts that were magical have been mined. Like, oh, okay. all that's just exhausted. It's been exhausted for about a hundred years. Oh, at this interesting. Point. The city just has become so bustling that it maintains itself just on economic. Uh, yeah, there's a decent premise. climate now as opposed to the the frozen. Yeah, the frozen itself. mountains. Yeah, so, exactly. Okay. That makes sense. So Victoria begins to lead you guys uh, down a actually uh, a cross street that's heading east. Um, you guys pass through uh, some businesses and some residential areas, including a winding street named Royster Strait. It's a it's this huge winding road that goes on for miles, and it's just lined with various bars, clubs, and brothels. I love the idea of all the roads in the city like curving around, you know. Yeah, exactly, it's and that's cool. exactly what this road does. But it, this road also winds, which I think is why it is ironically called Royster Strait, 
because it's anything but straight. Um, eventually, I don't know if you guys do anything between now and then. Sorry. No, it's fine. I don't care. Sorry, we're walking toward, we're following who? You're following Victoria. Yeah. And she, she says she knows somebody. Oh, an information broker. Yeah, probably. That's okay. basically what she that's basically what she's alluded to. Uh, so how much longer you think till we get to the plot? Uh Victoria says we're almost there. Right after we get uh past Royster Strait. This long ass road. A car or uh you notice you haven't seen any flying vehicles in like the Like a hoverboard. You yeah. got a horse. Yeah. Everyone okay. seems to be on You guys want to go get Horses. a drink? There are carts Ooh. and stuff like that. A drink sounds good right now. Victoria yes. says, says yes, you guys get a drink does. you want. I'm I'm going to the foreman immediately. Like an audio. Okay. Yes. We can do it after. Okay. Okay. Drink after. So eventually uh you guys end up in front of this building that has almost this Victorian style style gate in front of it. Um, and the building itself is built to resemble an archaic castle-like structure. Um, in, on an engraved sign at the front entrance reads the words Chateau Malidala. Victoria leads you guys through the gates and uses the uh, ornate knocker on the wall to knock on the heavy, heavy wooden doors. There's a moment of pause and silence before the door opens and a wizened old goblin with a white beard and dressed in a butler's uniform opens the door. <laughs> Welcome to the Chateau Molidola, house of delection and delights. Please enter and leave all reservations and disinclinations at the door. Victoria speaks. Hey, Stiggs. What's that I need mean? to speak with the madam. Those are intangibles, those things he listed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She's like, hey, Stiggs, I need to speak with the madam. <laughs> Uh, the goblin squints at Victoria for a moment before he fumbles a monocle out of his pocket and puts it on. Victoria, is that you? Of course, of course, come in. And he kind of ushers you guys inside. And then he pauses for a moment and he sees you three. He's like, are these three with you? And Victoria <laughs> says yes. And she's like, very, very good. Come in, come in. I kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> Just nod. <laughs> like, I have one of those too, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> yes, yours looks quite fancy. It is, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this Stiggs leads you guys uh, into the front ent- through the front ent- entrance chamber into a large hall with sweeping stairs to a higher level and adjoining hallways uh, branching off in each direction, both on the top floor and on the bottom floor. Um, everything that you see in this building seems to be made of silk, velvet, polished marble, and dark wood. Mm-hmm. Flitting about the hallways are dozens of people most of them in some sort of state of nudity or uh, just scantily clad, uh, male and female of all races, and they are accompanied by a lot of obvious sexual solicitors being led from room to room. Okay. Sebastian's uncomfortable with this. Yeah, yeah, what kind of person? He's very uncomfortable. (laughs) Please, wait here, and I will speak with the madam. And he gestures to some sitting rooms. Yeah, I'll go. You'll be like, oh, why doesn't anybody have any clothes in here? I'm not touching any of the furniture. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Simply won't. Victoria's like, it's a brothel. Oh, okay, okay. <sighs> I knew that. Are there any- <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are actually left alone for about 20 minutes. Uh, do you guys do anything while you're waiting? Stare out the window with my arms crossed. <laughs> okay. Just sure. awkwardly stare at the ceiling. He said, leave disinclinations at the door. <laughs> no, I kidding. can't. He won't know. <laughs> no. She doesn't know what that means. Here. He has no idea what I left at the door. Yeah. Idiot. 
So, uh, so I take it you guys don't really do anything. Yeah, I'm just feeling very uncomfortable. I'll right look now. around. I'm gonna poke home. around like yeah. if there's like drawer, drawers, drawers I can idly just like look. There through. are most of them are empty. Yeah, yeah. this is like a, a waiting room, if you will. No, like Purell. Are, are there any books? Yeah, sure. There's some Purell around. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Purell books? Any yeah. books? books. Um, yeah, sure. Most of them are Karma Sutra style books. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um. <laughs> you know, they say this doesn't kill all the germs. Let's I hit it don't again. know why I'm rubbing it on my right hand <laughs> let's, at all. Let's hit it one more time. I don't, I don't know why I'm rubbing it on my right hand. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it starts metal. sparking. <laughs> You're like, oh, oh shit. shit. There's a, level, a level of damage. damage. <laughs> Fucking wires start coming out. I of just it. got this. <laughs> so after about twenty minutes, uh, Stiggs returns and says, "The madam will see you now. Follow me." Hey, Stiggs leads you guys uh, through a hallway and to a pair of enormous double doors. He opens them up to an audience hall. Sitting on a throne-like chair on the far side of the room is a beautiful humanoid woman dressed in scandalous see-through silk gown and lingerie. The woman looks human, but her skin is purple and her hair is black. Another one of these, huh? Stiggs closes the door behind the party. The woman stands up with a smile on her face. She opens up her arms and she moves towards Victoria. Oh, Vivi! She embraces Victoria. (laughs) It has been too long. She gives Victoria a kiss on the lips. Oh, <laughs> Victoria looks uh, very embarrassed, and she <laughs> says, "Hey, Molly. And who are these fine individuals you have brought before me today?" She says, looking at the three of you. And Victoria says, uh, "These these are my associates." Name's Carter. Molly. Carter Hudberg. <laughs> she she smiles and she comes over to you and she holds out her hand. Pleasure. I'll grab her hand. I'll, I'll give her a little kiss. There we go. Oh, a little wow. kiss on the you fingers. are very charming, Mister Huttenberg. Oh, I thank you. You're it, you're quite charming yourself. It, it is a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> it's weird to flirt with you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Who is flirting here? This is business. I'm sorry. I, I had a little lapse. And no, yes, business, business. Yes. Um, allow me to introduce you to my compatriots. This is uh, Persephone Goldpedal. Hi, Molly. <laughs> Why, hello. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you hugging her? Oh, yes. Show, show them 100%, you. Yeah. yes. I, like, slide you out of the way. You are a beautiful and strong <laughs> woman. Welcome. Oh, thank you. You seem like it, too. I'll just scan her. Ooh. And uh, <laughs> this is okay. the big man, right. Sebastian Crenshaw, over here. Just nods in so the she, he reaches out she, his right hand, like, oh, wait, no. She'll let you take her left hand. She says, Monsieur Crenshaw, where are you from? I have not seen your like before. Far, far away. <laughs> That's a, that is a very mysterious and alluring answer. He's from Faerun. You've probably never heard of it. This may seem like an odd request, but can I can I take a look, closer look at your handsome face? Um, can, can I take he, a look? He's like shifting around like very uncomfortable. Uh, Give him oh. eyebrows. Like, let her look at your face, <laughs> man. Like, kind of looking over to the east too, like, uh, let her get okay. in there. Let her get in there. Sure. She, she immediately shy. takes your face in like both of her hands and she starts like meticulously like examining you. Like, she looks into your eyes and she's like, every angle of your face she she's taking you. in. He's freaking the fuck out I'm right gonna, now. Um, I'm going like, to start um, a side uh, conversation after, with Victoria while that's going on. Like, so I wasn't going to ask, but um, yeah, don't you ask. were okay. I won't. <laughs> it's, it's, it's implied. It's implied. <laughs> she she says that it's implied. <laughs> um, after a just a couple seconds, uh, Carter, she takes a step back from you and she closes her eyes. You call them Carter. Oh, Carter. I'm sorry. Sebastian, <laughs> I got you. I knew where you were sorry. going at. We know who. <laughs> she takes a step back from Sebastian. She closes her eyes and she begins to change in front of you. What the fuck? 
Um, <laughs> like her clothes? No, just her body. Her oh. form begins to change, and she changes into a very close approximation of a female half-orc. What, what the fuck? How, how do I look? She says as she spins around, her gown flowing. Sebastian, his jaw just drops. Yeah, mine too. I did scan oh. her also. Okay. What's up, buddy? Can you not? Can you one out of ten that one for me? I, I don't have a good read. You look marvelous, darling. Don't, wow. don't stop doing what you're doing. I know I look marvelous, but I meant how wow. accurate am I? I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Accurate, yes. Wow. <laughs> uh, um, That's a good reaction. Keep uh, it in your pants, big guy. No, let's get no. through this. Let's get through this one. You know, with the with our dignity intact. Huh? <laughs> Victoria. Victoria speaks up, and she goes, uh, "We're here for business, not pleasure, Molly. We need some information. I'm here for both. <laughs> I'll take whatever you're then you Come to the right place. <laughs> Very well. Tell me what you wish to know. And she changes back, and she goes back and sits in her throne. So the floor is now in your the ball's in your guys' court. What do you say to this person? Uh, I'll just uh, tap on it. I guess. Uh, what, what do you know about the What do you know about the big uh, centipede out there? The it's star worm. Yeah, uh, not very much. It's not really an interest of mine. Okay. What? Uh, well, never. But mind. I, I know I, what you're interested in. <laughs> If that is information you you're looking for, I can uh, send my people on it. I just thought it'd be a good, uh, good little icebreaker. But yeah, maybe if there's some, is there some old lore on it or something like that? She pulls, she pulls out a um, as a sage. Like I have a researcher like a, feature. A, uh, God, what is it called? Um, like an iPad. Mm. Okay, like, yeah. yeah. Turn on a tablet. Or a tablet. Whatever. She pulls out like a tablet and she starts making notes. She goes, "Star Wars lore. Is that it? It seems like a strange request to come to me. Uh, well, Madame Malidala. I think I'll let the others go first and get a better feel for what I'm supposed to be asking. Maybe okay. Victoria has a question. Well, you guys came. To, in the right you direction. want to know about Doctor Zahn? You yes. guys want to know about Denethar Sanamandador? Yeah. yeah. Or that's what you guys told yep. me. Well, I, yes. Yeah, I probably so. want to know about. I guess the Doctor Zahn is like the only lead into all the other the other primitive stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, I guess Denethar, since he's so focused on her, too. Yeah. I'll leave that to him, I guess. So, do do any of you guys speak up? What, what yeah. can you, or do you want to Percy, do? go for it. You. What What can you tell us about? Do you know a Doctor Zahn? No. Doctor Zahn, and she starts typing it in a gnome. Uh, can you give Can you give me more information? He worked with the elves. Worked with the elves. Uh. <clears throat> I think that's it. He's a cyborg. So, he's a, cyborg, cybernetic. It, he's a high-level cyber federation scientist. Yes. She starts typing that in, trying to look. Yeah. Uh, or not look, <laughs> but she's making notes. Yeah. So, okay, I can uh, get a background information on this doctor. Sweet. Uh, anything else? Uh, yes, I'm looking for information on a elven, I think was it Marshall? He's right? a Marshall, yeah. elven Marshall named Denethar, and I don't know what Santa Van- Son of Anador. Santa of Anador, yeah. yeah. In character, you know it because he's so Yeah, yeah, I just keep <laughs> Oh, elven military information. Now that is very valuable. And she starts typing that in as well. Um, So we circle back around to me. Yeah, I guess we're circling back around to you. (laughs) Keyword Primna. What can you tell me about anything Primna related? I will have to take a look. And she starts uh, type. She types in the word Primna. Okay. Might, might yeah. chime up. Might chime up with Doctor Zahn mm-hmm. somewhere in there. <laughs> so, is, are you guys done? Are you guys done with your questions? I want to ask her uh, I, I, one more thing. Um, anything on uh, time travel? <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you for a moment. Very well, time travel. I should look into this as well. Yeah, and any sort of uh, 
you know, any sort of history you can get me on the gardeners and uh, choirs. She she types it in. She types it all in. Thank you, Molly. Uh, is, need, that, is that it? I need a recipe for. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> no, seriously, are you asking something? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> So after she she types in all this information that you guys are looking for, she says, and how do you plan to pay for all this information? Victoria, you didn't tell us any of this. How, <clears throat> how do we plan to pay? <laughs> Victoria says, can, can we get a, a estimated cost, Molly? And she, Molly Dalla starts to do like some sort of arithmetic in her head. She goes, this, uh, this will be very costly. Some of this information is going to be very difficult for me to find. Rough estimation, uh, 200,000 credit. Good and true. How about, uh, uh, we owe you one. <laughs> do you take IOUs? Can we, can we do something for you to get this information? Yeah, we're pretty scrappy, you know? You need us she, to fuck somebody up. She you? smiles and she says, if funds are a complication for you, I would be willing to give you a, consider a favor as payment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Payment plan? <clears throat> Perhaps a 200,000 credit sized favor. It's got to be, be a big favor. Yeah, it's got to be a big Victoria's one. like, give us one second. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she, she like wants to huddle with you guys, so you, you guys want, are like in a huddle. You want my first, second, and third born? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, um, We're all like, how many credits do you have? Yeah, guys. So, uh, so yeah. Everybody pull their wallet. 200,000 credits. I'm gonna be honest. I'm pretty broke here. I got three dollars. Like, I got I got seven hundred. Between <laughs> between I got the repairs of the ship and the gas and food of us being on the run and the lack of jobs between then and now, um, I I basically have nothing to give towards this. So the favor might be our best bet, but I'm warning you guys. Like Mulladulla doesn't fuck around, and whatever she asks us is probably gonna be something we're not too thrilled about. Can we steal her iPad? Can we, can that's we just, not where. That's just the note. She's just taking notes. Oh, she has people. Hmm. Can we steal the people? <laughs> we do where are here? these people located so we may steal them? Are I you? just, I just want you guys to know that whatever face she asks is probably gonna suck. Like suck, like we're gonna <laughs> like, we're in a are, like are we gonna make, words wisely? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like how? It's you know what? It'll be a great story to tell if we survive. <laughs> is what she says. I've never heard of. Never mind. I I'm mean, not going to say that. Yeah. Uh, oh God. Okay. Bad audio. Um. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I mean, as long as I'm not like you know. I don't really like doing favors for people. Kidnapping kids or nothing like that. I doubt she'd ask us to do anything that underhanded. Probably. Well, you know. We are in a brothel. Don't yeah. be so judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there are, other, there are other signs that this is not a, the best place. <laughs> it's, it seems like it's our only option at this point. Yeah, I don't have any money. All right, we don't yeah. have a way to get okay. that much money, do All we? Right. I don't know economy very well. Especially I mean, in this. yeah, we could. I mean, we could run jobs, and if we're lucky, we might be able to come up with the funds in a couple months. A couple months? Can we steal the money? <laughs> I'd rather not. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Can we steal it from elves? Let's just see what she has to say. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, what, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys break. That seems better. And Victoria's <laughs> like, okay, Molly, lay it on us. That offbeat ass clap. <laughs> That's amazing. Feels so good. So <laughs> Madam Molly Dalla smiles and she says, um, there is uh, next week a, a big goblin festival. They call it uh, the Blood Gala. 
It's a, it's a way for the barbaric goblins to celebrate their founding and uh, holiday of festivities for all their their war victories and whatnot. <clears throat> Anyways, there will be a parade and uh, many festivities, but most importantly, a gladiatorial arena will be holding a tournament. The winners of which will be awarded 100,000 credits and uh, be named Blood Gala Champions. So that'll give us halfies. But most importantly, an old rival of mine, Vanessa. She runs a sleazy harlot's den down the way. <laughs> <laughs> She's put together quite a team this year, I've heard. Harlot's den. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just love to watch her lose, especially to a team uh, sponsored by Chateau Malatella. Ooh. If you enter the tournament and representing me, I may be inclined to acquisition your request at a massive discount. You can even keep the price. I don't care. Oh, ma- massive discount as in free. Yes. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> oh, good oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like So we'll just be 100K up. up. Yes. <laughs> if you win. If we, well, fuck oh, yeah. Well, you, but you have to defeat <laughs> Vanessa's crew. Fuck that be. I've never heard. Of, <laughs> I've never even <laughs> never even heard of Vanessa before today. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's Funessa, Funessa, Fanessa, Fanessa. Yeah. It's not as fun. No. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm game. I've done. I've done worse for less. <laughs> this is true. What it's, do you guys say? Yeah, hell oh, yeah. I'm up for I a think fight. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Very well. I, I, do I, yeah, do I, I write? Do, you, do you need I, my signature I, or my no, blood? Or, I, I trust. Uh, I trust. I, I trust. My Victoria. undying oath. What is it that you require? I require you to His go virginity. to the Colosseum and register. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I believe registration is at the Viscera Pits. Um, I, I believe it ends tomorrow night, as fate would have it. Oh, that is quite. It's funny. How they, it's funny how these things work out. It's true. Amazing. It's true. It's true. The galaxy provides. <laughs> the galaxy provides. That's got to be Percy's catchphrase. Yeah, I'll be looking over the at Percy provides. like, oh, uh-huh. oh no. <laughs> I'm new to this. I if, know if that do. is it, it seems I have uh, a lot of things to look into, and I shall bid you adieu. Yeah. Uh, where do we go? What do we... <laughs> Like, are we signed up right now? Like you, what? you will find the viscera pits uh, near the bowels of the skeletal monstrosity. Bow, okay. Where's the bowels, guys? That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's usually the, Yeah, that's usually that's the back butt. end. Oh. Yeah. Oh, do you really want to go there? We have to go there. We don't want to go. I don't want to do any of this. there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. So she, she basically is like shooing you out of her I need a horse. So I need a cart. Victoria something. starts walking out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These fools. <laughs> Bye, Molly. So you guys are back outside the chateau, <laughs> Molly Dalla, and Molly Dalla waves bye to all of you. And uh, she actually, as you're leaving, Sebastian, she goes, uh, Monsieur Ken Frenchard, if you want to give me a more detailed lesson in anatomy, Ooh. you are always welcome to come uh, back. Yeah. And his gray skin <laughs> flushes. <laughs> Oh. Smacks him on the butt. <laughs> <laughs> so now you guys, now you guys are outside the Chateau Valley Dollar, and Victoria's like, "Okay, guys, I'm be honest. Like, I'm not much of a fighter. You guys know this about me. I don't know if I'm going to be much help in this whole gladiatorial thing." Well, we knew. Come on, <laughs> just let's just get past the formalities. Where, 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 where's the butt? Let's take me to the butt. <laughs> Okay, she starts. She starts marching us back know, like the- down Royster Strait, back down to that main uh, road, and uh, towards the skull. And she's just going to take you guys beneath 
the mouth of the skull and into like the whole rib cage area of the monstrosity. Mm. And it's like uh, if once you get back to that main road, it's like a three mile walk. But you guys eventually see this enormous, like, oval-shaped coliseum that's kind of, like, sits right beneath, like, these huge, sweeping uh, archways of rib. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you guys actually get inside fairly easily. Um, It's pretty bustling. You got people coming in and out. Think, like, a baseball stadium or or any type of sporting arena. Um, You guys make your way through an enormous entry archway. And uh, there are signs saying registration for the Blood Gala Tournament and arrows. Do you follow mm-hmm. them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, well, you'll go ahead and follow those arrows, and it leads you to a desk with a very large one-eyed bugbear sitting uh, <laughs> in, like, a formal suit attire. And he's got a little name tag that says Glurblub on it. <laughs> Jeez. Did you say Glurblub? Glurblub. Glurblub. Glurblub, the bugbear. Okay. Love it. Okay. Uh, one-eyed, by the Amazing. way. One-eyed. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, you three registering? That would be correct, mm. yes. Names? Carter Huttenberg. Mm. Persephone Goldpedal. Mm. Sebastian Crenshaw. Mm. Um, team name? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's a good... Okay, wait, one, one second, one second. Okay. Everybody, huddle okay. up, huddle okay. up, huddle okay. up. Okay, what are we going to do? I don't know, guy. Uh, uh, the Warlocks. No. Wait, no. Okay, okay. Why don't you call us the paladins? What the hell, man? Oh, okay, that's bad. I see what you mean. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what, you got you got anything? You got anything? <sighs> Percy, anything at all? Um, something to do with time. Time, Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Power Rangers. Power what? Rangers. We could do that. I don't know if that's copyrighted or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cluster Clucks, because that's what we have. <laughs> Cluster The Fuster Clucks. Um, did Victoria come with us? Yeah, she's just shaking her head. Victoria, you come on, workshop this with us. What do you got? I know you, you, got, you got one. We we need to bounce something off of you. Come on. I'm 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 saying no to everything you guys are bouncing off me right now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What do we got? What do we got here? Mm-hmm. Um, you hear the bugbear from behind you guys. If you guys don't have a name now, it doesn't need to be present until the day of. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, you can, yeah. If you just, need a you know workshop your uh, your brand. Put us down as Carter Hudenberg. <laughs> Car- the, the Carter Squad. Carter and the boys. Carter and the boys. <laughs> okay. He writes it. <laughs> right, um, you're one of my boys, right? Let's go. I'm gonna need a deposit of a thousand credits. Uh oh, frick. Um, okay. Victoria no one ever tells us anything important. <laughs> Victoria just sighs and moves up to the desk and just starts punching stuff into her bracer jack. Oh. And uh, he he gives her the num- the transfer numbers and she transfers a thousand credits for you guys. We'll pay you back when we win. Can I quick pay her? I'm gonna hold you to that. She says. Oh, I'll, I'll quick pay her. Thanks, Victoria. Three hundred credits. <clears throat> oh, sweet. Yeah, she'll take it. So uh, he starts to print out some forms and stuff Wish for I you had guys it, babe. to sign. <laughs> Thanks, so he's, he's sign, He gives you guys contracts to sign and all this other stuff. Um, I take it you guys sign it? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. And then he'll print out, like, forms for you guys. Here, you're going to need to present these. Um, your first match is going to be at 10 a.m. in nine days. <clears throat> just, and then, the whole time I'm, like, filling out paperwork, I'm like, I wonder how many times I'm going to have to sign away my fucking freedom. <laughs> <laughs> no, <right? laughs> uh, there's also a free show going on right now if you guys uh, want. All, it's free for all uh, registries. Free yeah. free show? Yeah. What kind uh-huh. of show? It was a, it's a gladiatorial arena. So oh, gladiator, so that kind of show. Oh, all right, yeah. smartass. <laughs> cool, Where do cool, we go? Cool. 
Um, I mean, he, I'm not hold on. He pulls out like those little paper wristbands and like puts them on all of you guys. <laughs> you just go through the gate and up the stairs. Well, this, does this mean I get access to the bar? Is that how that works? Yeah, you get one for a drink. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So yeah, you guys. That's better than free. Better than free. So you guys go through. uh, I forgot. I I mean, I didn't pay more. (laughs) You guys pick up your free drinks, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everyone gets. What do you guys get? I want a Jaeger bomb. You got a Jaeger bomb. That sounds wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Jaeger bombs all around. How special? (laughs) How special? You got it. It's a nice red ale. Yeah. And and it's bugbear size, by the way. Oh, even better. What do you got, Carter? You want another? Oh, I got a Jaeger bottle. Okay, yeah. cool. Victoria just gets a bottle of water. <laughs> Victoria, get one. I'll drink yours. <laughs> she gets one. She hands yeah. it off to you. Hey. So you guys I'm get busy. seating, and it's like stadium seating. You guys are pretty high above like the the uh, stadium uh, arena area. A little tipsy. Um, and the show is kind of in. It's in the middle of the show, and essentially, it's these two five member goblin squads on these like makeshift fake like sailing boats mm. and there's like some sort of pirate reenactment fight going on mm. like it's a real fight but it's like a pirate theme thing going That's on cool. and it's pretty cool so you guys you guys take a seat and it's not too long um while you guys are there before a loud obnoxious critic from a few seats above you guys starts <laughs> guffawing and kind of taunting the fighters and you know just saying garbage like you're all a joke a disgrace a disgrace to the arena <laughs> Wait, do you guys turn, like, guys turn around? I turn around. Yeah, yeah. it looks, yeah. just looks like they're doing it for fun. What? The, what? what? Um, this guy so, this guy talks sitting about? sitting a few rows above you is a large male minotaur. He is shirtless, Ooh. except for uh, and he's wearing leather pants. Like, think like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. It's just like leather pants and just shirtless. Yeah. Um, he's got a large pot belly. He's quite overweight. <laughs> Um, he's still he's he's built like a minotaur, so he's quite large and imposing. He's got like salt and pepper hair, so he, he looks a bit aged, and he's got this enormous jug of what smells from where you guys are sitting, like just the strongest moonshine. Fuck yeah! And uh, yeah, he just looks like he's having a loud, obnoxious time up there. <laughs> I'll scan him. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure you scan him. Actually, I like that you did that. That's, yeah, that's, that's actually a cool thing that might come to fruition later. He sees you guys staring at him, and he looks at you guys and kind of frowns. He goes, "You guys, you guys aren't from around here, are you?" He seems just a little inebriated. No, he's like, "No, sir. No, we're yeah. not." How'd you, how'd you guess? What brings you to a shithole like this? That free drink. Mm, that's a good reason. The entertainment. <clears throat> entertainment. This is a joke. What's funny about it? It's sad, really. Can you do Pathetic. better? Can I do better? Mm-hmm. You know you're talking to? No. no. <laughs> sure don't. I'm Korak Ironhide. And like he gives oh. like this like he like, this pose like, <laughs> flexing. And it would look a lot more impressive if his like beer belly didn't like jiggle vigorously oh, when he does it. That's tight. Oh, and he gives okay. like a smile when he does it. Oh, I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys you guys have never heard of Korak Ironhide? Oh, it's like you said, we're not the, from around the here. The Iron Bully. Hey, uh, no. Korak the Killer. Um, Do you have so, any other names? So. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, let, me, let me Google you. It, it, it sounds You're looking familiar. at the only three-time Blood Gala champion in the last century. Do you still fight? He takes a long drink. What did you say? Do you still fight? Do I still fight? He, look, he points down at his body. This. Is a body. This is a temple <laughs> of a champion. 
You may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. da- oh. Mm. 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 <laughs> do you have a do you have a stake in the the tourney tomorrow or in nine days oh watch but it's not it's not like it used to be not in the old days do they not kill people or something like it's is it not enough are you not entertained, <laughs> Are you not entertained? I'm, de- I'm definitely not entertained but no the blood call has never really been about killing okay why do you ask we're gonna compete we're gonna win. You're going. You're joining the blood gala. Yeah. What, All right. What, what my main man right All right. said. What's your gimmick? What's your game plan? Carter and the boys just gonna go running deep. Uh, punch a hole through the middle, probably. <laughs> Take it down. <laughs> Score a basket. Oh, you're serious? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. How familiar are you with the blood gala? I don't think I need to be. Not at all. We've got this. God, they're going to eat you alive. We've traveled through No one's going to be eating me alive. (laughs) I don't think you guys understand. It's not about winning. It's about how you win. It doesn't matter if you beat the other team. It's if if you don't get the approval of the crowd, you don't get to go through the other to the other round. Uh, Even if we win? What does the crowd want to see? What are they what are they looking for? They want they want a performance piece. They want entertainment. Something flashy, huh? Flashy. Dirty tricks. I can do this. Tactics. I, I make the dancing lights, Michael Jackson. And he starts dancing. That's like okay. that. That's something. It's hard to see from way up here, though. <laughs> no, it can go 120 feet. What about costumes? You guys have a persona? Can we go up there? <laughs> yeah, are we just like shouting from like balconies to each other? You makes, totally are. That makes you my totally dialogue are. much better. Like we're gonna win. <laughs> He's like, what? We're gonna win tomorrow. <laughs> so I think you guys got to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you, he, as you guys are coming up there, he's just taking a big, big draw from his jug. Percy, I got us another Jaeger. And when you, <laughs> and when you get up there, he just looks at it sadly. I'm out of rum. And he puts it down. Have you tried ooh, I just, ooh. the Jaeger bomb? Because <laughs> it's so good. No, I haven't. I haven't had the pleasure. Uh, they're trying to get rid of the energy It'll drinks, make them illegal. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Here, let me... I'll, well, I'll be well, right well. back. I'll go grab another round of drinks. Sure, I'll bring yeah. one for Quark. You give him one? Yeah, I'll give him a, a, a Jaeger bomb. He looks at it, chugs it down. Okay, it's decided. Oh, you forgot to put the Jaeger shot in there. Yeah, you're supposed to like it. He takes a little one. (laughs) There you go. It's been decided. Yeah. Korak Ironhide is going to be your mentor. (laughs) Okay. Oh, what? Um, and with that, we will end today's <laughs> session of Super Quest Saga. If you guys like what we do here, oh if you like God. this game, uh, please tell people about it. Please share the show. Please like and subscribe and leave a comment to let us know what you think. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah, there's a link yeah. for our merch below. Oh, yeah, that too. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Does it feel like that Korak's kind of like the guy from Dodgeball? Dude, that's what I was thinking. I was like, do we have patches of hula yeah. head? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny.